0: What is going on? Welcome back to Mind Your Hormones. Today is a little fun episode and we are talking about how you can support your cycle phases based off of eating out of restaurants, right? So if you go out to eat once in a while or once a week or whatever you do, how can you shift which restaurants you're going to, which foods you're eating based off of your cycle phase? Because I was realizing this the other day that I do this and I was like, oh, I think this would be a really cool episode for you to listen to. I think you'll really vibe with it. So I don't know about you, but uh, the topic of, okay, what are we going to eat tonight is always something that sometimes (laughs) takes a little while to figure out. And I cook during the week, but on the weekends, we go out to eat. So I'm like, okay, I'm cooking during the week. On the weekends, I don't want to have to cook. So we go out and it's always like, all right, what are we going to get? Where are we going to go? And we have our staple like handful of places that we go to, but I realized that I kind of decide where we're going to go based off of what phase i am in my cycle. So I'm going to kind of go through the different meals you could get at different restaurants and the different types of restaurants that are easier for which cycle phase and things like that. Now, Obviously, you know that no matter what cycle phase you're in, it's most important to make sure that you are having a protein, fiber, and healthy fat at every single meal. And this is what is the basis of supporting your blood sugar. Of course, more goes into your blood sugar than just a protein, fiber, and healthy fat at every meal, but this is something that can really, really support you. So that is number one, first and foremost. I'm not going to like go deep into that in this podcast episode. We talk about it a lot. I have other episodes on that, but I just wanted to know, to make sure that you knew that that is the the basis of it no matter what no matter what cycle phase protein fiber healthy fat at every single meal um and then I kind of want to give a little backstory on my like past experiences with eating out because when I was going through my holistic nutrition training, so that was in 2016, I started and I finished in 2018. Um, I think that's when it was. But uh, I, you know, when you're learning all this information, you're learning about the importance of organic foods and all the toxins and you know all these things. I was really, really cautious of eating out. I really never ate out because it wasn't organic. And if I did, I would make sure that I didn't get any of the foods that were on the dirty dozen list. If you don't know what I'm talking about, the, one of the very first episodes I did, I believe it was episode number two on this podcast, I talk about the dirty dozen, the clean 15. You could go check that out, or you could just go to ewg.org. Um, that's the environmental working group. They talk about the 12 fruits and vegetables that have the most amount of pesticides and then the 15 that have the least amount of pesticides. So I used to get really like All in my head about it. And I would be freaking out, eating food, going out. I'm like, oh my God, I'm having tomato sauces on the dirty dozen. I'm loading my body with chemicals and toxins. And, you know, it's really easy to go down that rabbit hole and to fear certain foods because of all the stuff that you're learning. And I for sure was like that for a while in the beginning of my holistic nutrition journey. I have since moved away from that. I don't, now I'm, you know, every single thing that comes into this house is organic. Everything that we eat in here is organic. If we're going out somewhere and I have something organic, you know, I'm getting it, but I have, you know, switched my mindset around going out to eat and freaking out that it's not organic because it doesn't have to be hundred percent, right? It's 80, 20, right? 80% of the time I'm eating home, or cooking, I'm eating organic. I'm, you know, all the things, all the nutrients, everything. But when I go out to eat, it's just not possible. Especially where we live right now, there aren't a lot of organic options out to eat wise. So I have changed my mindset around it and just know that my body's gonna take care of myself. I am always taking care of my detoxification organs, and we're doing the best that we can on every other day of the week. I, I want to enjoy this meal and the energy. Think about the energy that you're putting into it. Because as you know, it's not just what you're actually eating, it's the energy that's behind you when you're eating what you're eating. So if I'm looking at a plate of like, for example, I would never really get like anything with spinach or tomatoes or, um, you know, strawberries or anything like that. I still kind of steer away from that a little bit just because of the amazing, like insane, I should say, amount of uh, pesticides that are in those that are on the dirty dozen, but I will get, I'll get tomato sauce or whatever. So I used to look at a meal like that when I was going out to eat and be thinking about it every single time I was putting the food to my mouth. I'm like, oh my God, this is chemicals, this is chemicals, chemicals. So what am I telling my brain? I'm telling my brain that what I'm eating is not good for me. So on an energetic level, I'm now in like guilt, shame, fear. And that is like the lowest energetic vibration. So I'm obviously not going to be getting any of the benefits out of the food because my body's in such a low vibe state, and your mind is very, very, very powerful. So you're going to be thinking that you're doing something negatively. So that's how it's going to react in your body. Versus now, when I'm eating something, I'm just enjoying. I'm like, oh my god, this tastes so good. I love this conversation. This is delicious. Look how great this looks. Like you're in a higher vibration, so it's going to just metabolize and digest and and do what it's meant to do more effectively than when you're in. In that low vibe state of fear, shame, guilt, when you're like freaking out about the food. So just wanted to point this out because maybe some of you were kind of on the beginning of this journey and you're maybe a little bit more militant and strict about certain things, or you have been in the past. Like, I just want you to know that it doesn't have to be like that. And I also feel you if you are in that state, but I have been, you know, more flexible with things the last, I don't know, probably three years, uh, probably three years now. And it's so much better. And my health is just as amazing. And it's honestly better than it was because I was in a fear state for a while and I just wanted to point that out with eating out because sometimes it will pop in, but then I'm just like, no, no, Corinne, what are you, what are you talking about? Like, this is good, like just enjoy your food because that's a, that's a huge part of it too. Like we should be enjoying what we're eating. So kind of a side tangent, but I thought it was important to bring up in case that will resonate with you. So, okay, let's get to this. We're talking about eating out according to your cycle phase. So what I like to do when I'm talking to my clients, especially those that are in my course, on Your Cycle, which is all about aligning your cycle phases to your life, your food, your nutrition, your productivity, all the things, is to kind of split this cycle up into two halves. So the first half of the cycle is the follicular and ovulatory phase, and the second half of the cycle is the luteal and menstrual phase, which kind of doesn't make sense because day one of your cycle, when you're counting it, is the day you start bleeding. So you would think that your menstrual phase is in the first half of your cycle, but that's just not how it's split up. So first half of the phase is follicular to ovulatory phase, and the second half is luteal and menstruation. So when I talk about shifting your nutrition, your workouts, your productivity, whatever, I kind of split it up like that. We, of course, get into more specifics, but for purposes of just making it more simple to especially get you started to implement certain changes for your cycle phases, it's really easy to just kind of shift it into two halves because the follicular and ovulatory phases are more similar, whereas the luteal and menstrual phase are more similar. So let's start with the follicular and ovulatory phases. When we're talking about nutrition and food, this these two phases are when your metabolism is natural slower. Your hormones are starting to rise in the follicular phase, right? So follicular phase comes right after menstrual phase. So your hormones are at a low level to begin with, but they are slowly rising. And then your estrogen and testosterone specifically are what's rising. And then in your ovulatory phase, they are peaking they at their highest level. However, our metabolism is slower. So you have a lot of energy from that estrogen and testosterone increase, but your metabolism is naturally slower, which is why we tend to gravitate. And what's more beneficial in this phase are light foods, a little bit of more raw foods, especially around the ovulatory phase, not completely raw, especially if you're in a cold climate and stuff. I'm going to do another podcast episode actually on supporting every cycle phase based off of each season, because that's something else I'm diving into personally, but that's another episode for another time. So for right now, Uh, follicular and ovulatory phase is just kind of focusing on lighter grains, lighter foods, your metabolism is slower. So you might not need as much to satisfy you. That does not mean to have just tiny little snacks all day. That still means having three full main meals, protein, fiber, fat, but in general, you're just going to be more satisfied with less food because your metabolism is slower and it's more supportive for you in that phase anyway. So if we're talking about eating out, what I love to do in the follicular and ovulatory phase, is, is let's just start with a Mexican restaurant, right? First of all, I love Mexican always. It's one of our favorite cuisines. It's like one of our go-tos. We love it. So for Mexican restaurants, Here are some options that I usually get based off if I'm in my follicular ovulatory phase. So I'll get like a a salad. They have like taco salads. I'll do a salad. One of the places we go to has a vegan salad, which is amazing, and it has quinoa, it has black beans, it has mixed veggies, it has avocado, and it's a spinach salad, which is what I was just talking about before. In the past, I would have never gotten that because it's on the Dirty Dozen, but I do get it occasionally because... I'd prefer to get that than something else on the menu, especially in my follicular and ovulatory phase because it is lighter and it's something that I actually crave in that phase. So the reason why I get this for the ovulatory phase, and again, maybe you don't have um, quinoa salad or a vegan salad at your Mexican place, but can you get a taco salad where you have a lot of greens, you have a lot of veggies with it, maybe you have some black beans in there, you have some avocado. That is so amazing for your follicular and ovulatory phases because you want to do veggie heavy. Always, but especially because you tend to want lighter things, whereas like a big, like burrito with a lot of rice and stuff like that would be a little bit too heavy for the flicker and ovulatory phases. That would probably be better for your luteal phase, which we'll get to that. So doing something lighter. Maybe they do have a quinoa salad. Even if they don't have quinoa, again, you could just do a taco salad with, um, the beans, veggies, avocado, um, the salad, whatever, whether it's spinach or romaine or whatever type of salad it is. Um, and even if you get like some corn on there or you get the, um, gluten-free tortilla chips that you can mix with it like the, that is such a great thing for the flicker and phases yes the the chips and the tacos have um vegetable oils that I do not recommend and that are inflammatory but again it's not something you're having every single day it's something that you're, you're having once in a while when you go out to eat so we're not getting into the nitty-gritty of what is negatively impacting you when you out, go out to eat we're not into that today I'm just talking about how you can support your cycle phase when you do go out to eat so that's an option for your follicular so like ovulatory phases if you go to a Mexican res- restaurant. And the other reason why I love a Mexican restaurant in this phase, especially getting closer to that ovulation phase, is because avocado is amazing for helping you produce cervical mucus production. It, that creamy avocado, it just really helps support your cervical mucus production. And we want that cervical mucus production to be increased going into the ovulatory phase because, again, cervical mucus is what allows you to get pregnant. It's what lets you know when you are approaching ovulation and when you are fertile versus when you're not fertile. So that's another awesome option for your um, follicular and ovulatory phases. And then if you're doing an Italian restaurant, because that's another one that we like. My fiance is 100% Italian, so that is something we do pretty much every Sunday. But Um, when I'm in my follicular and ovulatory phase, I like getting a gluten-free pasta. I always do gluten-free. Um, usually they're corn-based, so that is a lighter grain. Again, they are high in GMO. If it's not organic, we can get down that rabbit hole another time. But gluten-free pasta I'll get with, um, broccoli and garlic and oil. Broccoli is a really good source of, um, protein, and it's really supportive in your follicular phase. And it's lighter, right? It's a pasta dish with broccoli, garlic, and oil. So you're getting the fat, you're getting the protein, you're getting the veggies, the fiber, and it's really nice, and it's not too heavy for that follicular and ovulatory phase. And if you want, you could start with a salad to get some of that raw in there and have even more veggies in it. Or you could even start with a soup, like a lentil soup or a minestrone. Lentils are really awesome for the follicular and ovulatory phases. Minestrone, again, it's veggie heavy, so you could do that in the follicular and ovulatory phase if you just kind of want to... um you know, warm things up a little bit. You can even do the soup with a salad and forget the pasta, right? These are just really good options. And what I do always when I go out to eat is I always look at the appetizers and the sides um, because a lot of times that's where the veggies are going to be. So I will sometimes make a meal out of appetizers and sides, or I will have an entree and then get a side as my appetizer, something like that. So there's another tip to always look at the appetizers and the sides when you are going out to eat, because that's really going to be where you're going to get a lot of your veggies. So that's an Italian restaurant. And then for an American restaurant, um, like if you were going out to a place that normally has just like burgers or something like that, most places now will have veggie burgers. Again, obviously, if you've been here for a while, you know I'm vegan, I'm gluten-free. So um, we go to this place, it's called Local Burger, but they also have, um, you know, so many other places around, like Bear Burger is amazing. I'm going to talk about that for your luteal phase. But a lot of times when you're going places, they'll have some type of veggie burger. Sometimes it's a quinoa and veggie burger, maybe it's like a black bean and quinoa quinoa, veggie burger, something like that. But that's something that you could get at an American restaurant if they offer it. And you could get it on a salad instead of getting it on a bun in your follicle and ovulatory phase because, again, you want things that are a bit lighter and more raw components, more veggie heavy, things like that for your follicle and ovulatory phases because your metabolism is slower. So you can get that veggie patty on a salad with some avocado, that's an awesome option too. So just something for you to think about for these phases, for a Mexican restaurant, Italian restaurant, an American restaurant... And there's obviously so many different types of cuisines. These are just the ones that we tend to gravitate towards. So I, I mean, I know there's Asian restaurants and Thai and Indian and all, you know, everything, but I wanted to give you my perspective and what I get at these places because I think that it could help support you. Even in thinking of maybe the places that you normally go to, this could just open up your mind to how you can start shifting things based off the restaurants you go to. I hope that you're loving this episode, and I know that cycle phases is always a hot topic and something that you always want more of, so I thought this would be really cool for you to hear about, and also, if you are somebody right now who is learning to support more of your cycle phases, I have a free resource for you, whether you're someone who maybe you just stopped hormonal birth control and now you want to you know, learn more about your cycle phases because now that you have them, or wherever you're at on your journey with supporting your cycle phases, I have a free resource for you that is called Cycle Phases and Productivity Chart and it really goes into where your hormone levels are at in each cycle phase and where your brain is at in each cycle phase, which that is the part that's really, really cool because you get to learn about what tasks are most supportive for you to do in those specific phases of your cycle. So it's a whole chart telling you of things that you could do in your life, in your business, in your relationship, where your brain is actually primed and wired for, for that specific phase. So it's really cool. I think you're going to love it. So if you want to access that, I will put the link right in the show notes for you, um, so when you're done you know listening to this, you can go there and check it out. I'm also going to link in the show notes to other podcast episodes about your cycle phases in case you're new to this and you're just listening to this episode now. Any other resources I have for you, I will put them below, but the free resource that I think you're really going to love is a cycle phase and productivity chart, so for sure, check that out. So many of you have already downloaded it and loved it, so I wanted to make sure that if you didn't know about it, that you do know about it. So now, let's get back into today's show about eating out according to your cycle phase which also by the way know that it doesn't have to look perfect right like you don't have to eat these things perfectly in those specific phases this is meant for you to flow with it and not feel like it's super rigid rigid or structured but I did want to just you know give you some guidance on this because I think it was super cool and super helpful so anyway check out the cycle phase of productivity chart below it's totally free if you do have it let me know how you love it and let's get back to today's show so now let's move into the luteal and menstrual phase. So this is where now progesterone comes on the scene. So after ovulation, the act of ovulation actually produces the hormone progesterone, which we talk about all the time. Progesterone is a crucial sex hormone. It helps produce, it helps support and nourish and hold on to a pregnancy. It supports your bones, your thyroid, your metabolism, your hair, skin, nails, helps protect from endometrial cancer and heart disease and, um, uh, la la la. Heart disease. Wait, no. Osteoporosis. That's the other one. Osteoporosis, heart disease, and endometrial cancer. It's it's an amazing, amazing, amazing hormone that we need. So anyway, when we have progesterone on the scene, it raises our basal body temperature, which you'll notice if you're tracking your basal body temperature, which I hope that you are. And it also makes your metabolism quicker. So this is why our metabolism is faster in the luteal and menstrual phase, which means we're going to need more food. So if in the follicular and ovulatory phase you're good with just those three main meals. Now you're probably going to need three main meals and maybe an added snack in there. And when you're going out to eat, this taco salad that you had in your follicular phase or this soup and a salad you had is just not going to cut it in your luteal and menstrual phase, which is so empowering to know that your hunger is going to change and that we need to support it because if we don't, it dysregulates our blood sugar because naturally our blood sugar is more dysregulated in the luteal phase. Naturally, it's like that because our cord- our resting cortisol level is also naturally higher. So if we are skipping meals or we're sticking to the same types of things that we ate in the beginning of our phase uh, of follicular and ovulatory phase, we are going to negatively impact our blood sugar, which is actually going to cause you to more easily store fat, gain weight, waste muscle, um, regulate your period, have heavy periods, painful periods, cravings, all the things that we don't want. So because your metabolism is quicker, we want to have more dense foods, more satiating foods, lots of root vegetables and cruciferous vegetables to help support the detoxification of estrogen. So root vegetables like sweet potatoes and butternut squash, acorn squash, um, carrots is kind of a root vegetable. Though, Yeah, it is a root vegetable. Those are uh, beets, things like that are really great for this phase and cruciferous vegetables. So um, really technically in this phase, like cauliflower is really great. Swiss chard is really good, but any cruciferous vegetable is going to help support the detoxification of estrogen. So whether that's Brussels sprouts, broccoli, cauliflower, kale, all of them are cruciferous vegetables. So what I love to do in this phase is go to a place that kind of has more of a farm to table feel. So if you live on Long Island, I love the place called The Shed. Um, It's really local to us, but there's uh, any type of farm to table place is probably going to have something that's going to support you. So where I love to go, The Shed, they have this awesome meal where it's brown rice, chickpeas, sweet potatoes, veggies, pickled veggies with it, avocado on it. They have sunflower seeds in there, which is also awesome for your follicular phase helps support those progesterone levels. I mean, luteal phase. It helps support those progesterone levels. So going to a place that kind of has a farm to table feel where you could get something that has root vegetables, that has some type of sweet potato in it, that has some chickpeas, that has some rice. Those are really amazing foods for your luteal phase in general. Brown rice, chickpeas, sweet potatoes are awesome for your follicular. Oh my God. Why do I keep saying follicular phase? Oh my God. For your luteal phase, for your luteal phase, rice, chickpeas, and sweet potatoes are really, really awesome for this. So going to a place that's going to have that kind of option. It's going to be really supportive for you. Getting like a hummus appetizer, if they have that, is really great. Again, you're going to want stuff that's denser and you're going to maybe want more. So maybe in the follicular and auditory phase, you don't really need an appetizer, but in your luteal and menstrual phase, you're going to want an appetizer and you're going to want a meal or you're going to want a meal and decide to really bulk that up. So that is what I love. Doing the best you can to get to a farm-to-table place, you can get some of those chickpeas, sweet potatoes, brown rice, veggie-heavy type of medley is awesome. But again, if you're thinking of, okay, let's go back to a Mexican restaurant, you could totally do that. You could just order something different. Instead of doing a taco salad that is more veggie-heavy and a little bit lighter, this is where you could get a burrito. Hopefully, they have like gluten-free shells or something, or you could just do... Um, tacos with rice and beans and veggies and avocado. And you can get a guacamole appetizer. You could get a side of corn or something or a side of, um, an extra side of rice and beans to just bulk it up. You could get a tortilla soup or something like that, right? Like just switching your mindset from, okay, I had a salad last time I was here, but I was in my and auditory phase. Now we're back at this restaurant, this Mexican restaurant. I'm in my ludial phase. So instead I'm going to get, um, like three corn shell, soft shell tacos with rice and beans and veggies and the side of this. And just switching your mindset around is going to be really, really helpful. And then in general, honestly, especially for your menstrual phase, soups. Warming foods are always amazing for your menstrual phase. So can you get some type of soup wherever you go, whether that's a lentil soup, a butternut squash soup, a veggie chili, any kind of soup, anything warming, anything denser. I like doing sushi sometimes in my menstrual phase. Again, I'm vegan, so I will get the brown rice with the um, asparagus, cucumber, avocado. It's really good because the seaweed is has minerals in it that are really supportive during your period because of the minerals that you lose from bleeding. So you could do that, but then maybe warm it up with a soup or something after that because that is, you know, sushi is colder and we tend to want, and it's more supportive for us to have warming foods in our menstrual phase. So I know this was kind of all over the place, but I hope this was helpful for you. I'm going to just do kind of a little roundup or wrap up of what we talked about because eating out is something that, you know, kind of has people like, what should I get? What's supportive to get? And and I thought this would be really helpful to see like what I normally get and what could be supportive for you. So and your follicular and ovulatory phases, again, your metabolism is slower. So if you're going to a Mexican restaurant, get something like a taco salad with quinoa or beans, veggies, avocado, something lighter. Um, Italian, again, you could do gluten-free pasta with broccoli, garlic, and oil, or even a primavera. You could start with a salad. You could have a lentil soup or a minestrone and just have the salad and the soup, whatever is good for you, but knowing that you're not going to be as hungry and you're not going to need as much as you will in your luteal and menstrual phase because your metabolism is slower in the follicular and ovulatory phase. You could get a quinoa and veggie burger on a salad with avocado if you go to an American restaurant, just kind of thinking of these types of things for wherever you tend to go out to eat. And then for your luteal and menstrual phase, your metabolism, again, is quicker. So more dense foods, root veggies, cruciferous veggies are really, really helpful. So maybe a farm to table place where you can get rice and chickpeas and sweet potato medley, maybe a hummus appetizer. You could do another veggie burger, but instead of maybe getting it on a salad, you can get it on a gluten-free bun and get a side of something else like a side of veggies or a side of rice and beans, whatever it is, just kind of bulk it up a little bit Again, if you go to a Mexican restaurant, instead of getting the taco salad now, you could get actual tacos or a burrito and have more rice and beans in it instead of just like a veggie heavy salad. You could do something like a butternut squash soup or a veggie chili, um, sushi, or you could do any kind of soup that's going to warm you up in your menstrual phase is going to be so, so, so supportive and you're going to feel that comfort. So soups in general are so amazing for your menstrual phase. So I hope this was helpful for you. I hope that you liked this episode. Um, as always... I love hearing from you. Please tag me on Instagram if you felt that this was something that was helpful for you or share it with a friend um, because I would love to see your feedback and spread the message because I know this is something that not only helps us decide more quickly where we want to go out to eat, but it makes it easier for me when I'm looking at the menu of like, oh, okay, this is what I'm going to get because this is what phase I'm in. So it's just like kind of takes the decision out of it, which is always so supportive and so helpful. So I love you. I hope you have an amazing day and I'll chat with you soon.